live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Welcome in, everyone, to Talkin' Sports. I am Justin Kenny. Without Jim Shovlin this morning is out. So you get me after a couple-week hiatus. I'm back, but Jim is out. So uh, just... Uh, you know, back and forth we go. One of these Saturdays, both of us will be here at the same time. But you got Jim last couple of weeks. Now you just get me. But we got plenty to talk about. Plenty of basketball to talk about. It's going to be an hour full of basketball here in just a couple minutes. We'll be joined by Dan Vance, media relations manager of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. We'll talk about the bubble, how that went, how we survived it, how the team survived it. Uh, maybe a little bit on the roster. See. Maybe some potential guys that we could see at the Coliseum next year when we return to normal. And also we'll touch on day one, the first full day of the NCAA tournament yesterday. A lot that went on. Of course, the big one, the upset of number two seeded Ohio State. And the uh, the Big Ten in general maybe showing a little weakness yesterday and day one of the tournament. So we'll talk today in advance about all that. Then we'll be joined by Mike McCaffrey. Athletic Director of the University of St. Francis. It's a huge day for Cougar Athletics. The Elite Eight game out in the Midwest against Bethel, men's basketball, and football at Indiana Wesleyan kickoff at noon today. So a lot to talk about with Mike McCaffrey. Mike Nutter will join us, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, announcing the uh, times of the schedule earlier this week, the promotion days, and also we'll talk about the uh, high school and college series out at Parkview Field throughout the uh, spring that the Tin Caps have done so well over the last several years in hosting a variety of games out there and allowing kids to play out at the ballpark. So a lot to get to. And toward the end of the show, we'll also touch on semi-state games. Of course, Blackhawk Christian in action today against Blackford. Leo taking on South Bend St. Joe each playing for a berth in the state championship games, which will not be next week. They'll be two weeks from now. That was that was announced about a month ago, and then something that I just completely forgot about. But due to the tournament, there will be a two-week hiatus between semi-state and the state finals. So if you're planning on next week being the state final games next Saturday, you would be wrong because NCAA tournament still going on. NCAA tournament obviously takes precedent. So a lot to talk about today, a lot of basketball to get to, and we're going to kick it off right now with my friend and media relations manager of the Fort Wayne Tin Cap, or excuse me, Fort Wayne Mad Ants, Mr. Dan Vance. Dan, how are, Dan, how are you? I'm doing good, Justin. How are you doing this morning? Oh, you know, we're surviving. You know, watched a lot of basketball yesterday, and I'm sure yeah. you did too. And uh, I'm surprised you're not back to basketball out after, what was it, 45 nights in a bubble down in yeah. Florida? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it, it's hard not to, to to be a little basketball out, but you know me, that's that's my, my go-to. So and day one of the NCAA tournament's my favorite day of the year. I had to, had to wait a little bit extra if you don't count those play-in games to start it on a Friday this year, but... You know me, I was glued to the TV yesterday. Yeah, you absolutely were. And, you know, we've we've seen complaints out of the bubble already in, Indi- in and around Indianapolis. Guys complaining they can't go this way or that. And, and, and you were in the thick of it for, for the G League with, with the Mad Ants. Take us through your experience of the bubble. 
yeah, you know, it was such a really weird, unique experience uh, as a whole. Uh, the, the quarantine part was not fun uh, when, you're, when you're more isolated, uh, just in a room. But for some people, I'm sure they enjoyed it. Uh, you know, basically, we had seven days in Indianapolis. We quarantined before we went to Orlando. Then we quarantined for four more days in Orlando, uh, just in our rooms. Um, but once you got going, it was, you know, down there, they did such a great job. Obviously, there's so much from the NBA bubble. Last year, we were in the same place. We were playing in the same arenas that the NBA played in last year uh, down at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. And so it was really a well-oiled machine. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's funny because I think some of the initial things coming out of Indianapolis uh, in the, you know, Indiana area for the NCAA tournament uh, kind of mirrors at first. It's like, man, this is like... I don't know if I like the food they're giving me. I want to go out. More, you know, I want to be out more. But really, and I think that the teams will see this as they, you know, advance. You kind of settle in. Uh, it becomes a routine. You get used to it. Um, I can't vouch for Indianapolis. The food in Orlando was actually pretty good uh, and nice to just be able to walk down in the grind of, of every day and, you know, playing so many games so quickly, grab a meal and eat down at the you know, team room or take it back to your room. and uh, But as far as the overall feel, you, you do just kind of settle in to this routine. Um, and clearly something that their uh, NCAA athletes are not quite used to yet. But I think that you'll see less and less, um, at least not liking the, the bubble uh, amenities be as teams go on. And, you know, it's, it becomes an old hat and what you're used to doing. Dale, when you look at the Mad Ants' performance, finishing 6-9, and nine, every team played 15 games, and then based on the standings, and you advanced into the playoffs then. So it was a slow start for the Mad Ants, and it, it's, it was tough because I think everybody was in that same position in terms of not having a lot of practice and preparation time. And with a new staff to boot for the Mad Ants, I mean, would that just kind of put them behind the eight ball maybe a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, our, our staff and all that actually probably helped. Uh, we had so many guys that were um, a part of the Indiana Pacers uh, in the preseason and training camp uh, for whatever reason, you know, whether it was Cassius Stanley and Brian Bowen and Jalen McHugh who were actually down with us from the Pacers or Nazmi Long or Rayshon Hammond. Uh, those guys were in Pacers training camp, so they had a little bit of an idea of what Nate Bjorkman's doing with the Pacers, which is basically what uh, Tom Hankins, part of that Pacers staff, you know, came down and, and did with us. Uh, so, you know, I think that the, the new staff, there was actually quite a bit of familiarity. And I think that was helpful early. Um, same going with O'Shea Brissett and Devin Robinson, who joined us this year, played for Raptors 905 last year in the G League. So they obviously know Nate Bjorkman's system uh, pretty well, too. Um, you know, early, it's just, it was kind of a crapshoot. It was really good basketball being played. Uh, down there, very high level. Uh, we were a little small early, uh, waiting for Amita Brima to get through some visa issues and get down there. He missed the first five games, and um, you know that that hurt us a little bit with size. Um, but it, it was really just like I said, a crapshoot. You know, we lose one game by thirteen to Salt Lake City. Uh, no other losses by more than seven. We were in games, we were close, but uh, the level of play was so high that no lead was ever safe. Uh, and that's not just a statement for the Mad Ant season. I think that was for everybody. Uh, we kind of saw that Delaware started the season, you know, really hot. They were 7-0. and They made it to the finals, but the second half of their season wasn't that great. Uh, Lakeland didn't have a great first half of their season, and then they surged at the end uh, to be one of the top seeds in the playoffs and then eventually win the uh, the championship. So it was just kind of a who who got hot 
uh, at the right times and could ride that wave. And, you know, it, as far as us, I think we played very well. took us a while to get that first win. Once we got that first win, uh, I think we rolled pretty well. Dan, when you look at the roster, you mentioned guys like Brian Bowen, who's on a two-way, Cassius Stanley, who's on a two-way. And I know, you know, putting the roster together was a feat in itself, considering, you know, the lateness of everything and some guys that opted to go overseas and play. Uh, when we look at the turnover on the roster, potential turnover, but also guys that could potentially come back. I mean, I understand it's way too early to, to speculate or even to, and talk about guys, but is the expectation that, that's, that some of these guys will end up playing in Fort Wayne next year? or is that kind of too early to say? It's a little bit of both. I think that there, there's an expectation for sure uh, with rights that we have uh, that we could see some of these guys back. And I really hope we do. You know, this was a, a group that uh, was very personable. They got along great with each other, um, community-oriented guys, guys that like to be involved, that obviously could be so much involved uh, when we're in that bubble in Orlando. Uh, some guys that I think the Fort Wayne community will, will really fall in love with uh, their personalities. So, uh, but still too early. It's it's so weird. Um, you know, though obviously the last year is weird, and so you get to the fall, and uh, how many guys are going to want to come back? How many guys came to the G League because it was their best opportunity? Uh, but maybe they have different opportunities overseas. Uh, it, it's still real early uh, until we get later in the summer. But yeah, like you mentioned, the the roster coming together, and, and kudos to Brian Levy, our general manager, and Chris Taylor, our assistant GM, for you know putting it together. They had the draft. I believe, 10 days before we left for quarantine. Uh, and that was also the day that they were basically finalizing the roster uh, and the signings and some trades that happened. So uh, really what you look at is, you know, a roster that's finalized 9, 10 days before we go into quarantine. It, it's such a short time frame uh, to put that together when usually they have more time and there's an open tryout and uh, an extended training camp where you're bringing in more guys. You know, we did a nine-day training camp in Orlando, but – it was with the 13 guys that were going to be part of the team and not with, you know, almost 20 guys, which you can you can do a normal G League training camp with. Did Cassius Stanley get, ever get tired of your incessant do questions? <laughs> there weren't incessant do questions. No, I don't think he ever did. Uh, but, you know, what a, what, a, what a tremendous, you know, kid when you look at uh, coming down, being a draft pick, um, and and quite a bit of hype around him, even as a second round draft pick, uh, to come in and, and business like and love being there. And I think that's one of the great things about this group is they love being there, get a chance to showcase their skills and get a chance to play. I mean, most of these guys hadn't played in a year. You know, someone like Amita Brima who went through an injury really hasn't played in two years. Uh, and you know, I think that that's what made the basketball so good all around uh, at the single side is that. Everybody was just really excited to play basketball. What does the schedule look like, Dan, at least right now for next year? I mean, we're, are we planning on a quote-unquote normal season for 21-22? Yeah, I mean, as normal as it can be. Obviously, uh, it'll be a little bit before uh, we get an actual game schedule out, uh, you know, later in the summer. But that's, that's the plan right now. And, you know, the, the ebb and flow of the last 380 days, obviously, uh, that could change. But... And we won't know for a while, obviously, what the possible restrictions would be with crowd size at the Coliseum. Obviously, they're getting a sample of that right now with the Comets. Uh, but that's the plan. That's what we're aiming for. Uh, I think we have some cool things in the works uh, that I'll, I'll keep on ice right now for our 15th anniversary season. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the plan, to get back to the Coliseum and, and get back to uh, the normal Mad Ants and be able to welcome fans back. 
Awesome, Danny. You you are the uh, the a huge Duke fan. That's why we were joking about you with with Cassius Stanley. But now you have something in uh, in common with IU fans. You get to watch the NCAA tournament with no rooting interest, at least with your core team. Uh, a rarity for for Duke, and obviously a common thing that's happened for IU lately. But uh, first day of the tournament yesterday, of course, going with the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday format for the first two rounds this year. Uh, what stood out to you yesterday in the first day of action? Well, I think that, you know, and it kind of goes into what we saw all year, and that is that uh, rankings don't matter. Uh, I think it's just a matter of who shows up and, and, and works hard through this tournament. It's such a unique year, um, and, and a lot of teams can compete. Uh, you know, I one of my favorite games yesterday uh, was watching Florida and Virginia Tech and, and two teams that came out and competed uh, at such a aggressive level. Um, I think that Colin Castleton from Florida has become one of my favorite players in the tournament just because it, it was all energy in that game. And, and I think that's one of the big things that stood out to me is that it, almost like what I said about the, the G League season is these guys just want to play basketball. And so there's so much excitement over – uh, being able to play in this tournament when it didn't happen last year and guys missed it last year and, you know, <laughs> didn't know if they'd come into this season and get a chance to do it. Um, so uh, there's, I think the level of play is really strong and, and guys are putting the work in. And, you know, we get to see some great games. Texas Tech, Utah State was a fantastic game yesterday. Uh, Colgate, Arkansas, for a lot of it, with Jack Ferguson from Homestead uh, getting hot for a while uh, was a great game. And then obviously Laura Roberts upsetting Ohio State, you know, and, and 15s don't beat twos very often. I think it was the ninth time ever. So uh, you, you always love to see that. If you love March Madness, you, you want the upsets. And, uh, so that, that's always fun. It was a topsy-turvy day for the Big Ten yesterday. You mentioned Ohio State going down, Wisconsin beating North Carolina convincingly, the first ever time that Roy Williams had lost in the round of 64. Uh, he was 29-0. and That has to at least soften a little bit of the blow of Duke not making the tournament yeah, for you, Dan. It does. I have to it, feel. it absolutely does. <laughs> but, uh, you know, late last night, you know, North Texas gets their first ever NCAA tournament win in the round of 64. They knock out uh, Purdue in overtime. And I know Purdue fans this morning, you know, a little discouraged but that's a you would win at least a one or just but that's still a, a lot of guys coming back that group so after the first day people looking at the big 10 and saying maybe it was a little overrated are we is it too soon to say that or are you kind of jumping on that train after one day oh no i don't i don't at all jump on that train uh mostly because like i said it's it, it, there's, there's a bit of a crapshoot element to it um with with teams this year and you know, it's. I don't take as much necessarily out of uh, as I normally would, but obviously, yeah, disappointing day for for the Big Ten and um, that Purdue one was was a bit of a. I don't want to say head scratcher, but uh, you know, no one expected that. One, I don't think very few people expected Ohio State, but you know, that's March for you, and I think that this is just going to be a weirder March. You know, filling out a bracket this year was, uh, you know, not that it was remarkably more difficult than normal one because i didn't have duke to you know figure out where they were going to go but also because you know as, as dominant as gonzaga and baylor have been i don't know that i'm confident uh in, in anybody uh, getting uh to that championship game it's just a weird season um and on top of the fact that march madness is always going to produce some upsets um but i think that purdue team as you mentioned would be good you know it's, it's a young group um, the recruiting is always bringing in strong players, so you know that's it's not one that's going anywhere. Um, but you know, it it happens in March.
Yeah, that's the craziness of March that we definitely missed last year, last year, and it's back with a vengeance after the first day. Dan, appreciate it. Thanks a lot for the time. We'll catch you on the road. I right, appreciate you, man. That was Dan Vance, the media relations manager of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, with the Mad Ants uh, finishing up in the bubble, coming back home, and uh, now kind of doing downtime for the Mad Ants as they prep for hopefully a relatively normal, quote-unquote normal, 21-22 season. So uh, we hope for the best there for the Mad Ants. Plenty to come here on the show. We have Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director of the University of St. Francis, to join us. Mike Nutter, President of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps as well. Jam-packed this morning. I'm Justin Kenny. In for Mr. Jim Shovlin, who's out. You're listening to Talking Sports, 1380 AM, 100.9 FM. Listen for Fort Wayne Sports Talk from the guys who know it best. Kent Horman and Brett Rump, back-to-back weekdays. They've been covering the Summit City and all the great athletes and teams that have come and gone like no one else. And now you get their insights daily. Listen weekdays at 2 for SportsWise. And stick around at 4 for the Sports Rush. Brett Rump and now Kent Horman, only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the 1380 app. Enable your smart speaker to listen or go to 1380thefan.com. You already know that BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Now get ready to find out why they're also the king of parlays. Each game day during college basketball's March matchups, BetMGM customers will receive a parlay boost token that can turn a big win into a blockbuster windfall. Just build your parlay, launch your boost, and watch your payouts skyrocket. New to BetMGM? Sign up today and you'll automatically receive parlay boost tokens throughout the college tournament. Tack on teams and BetMGM will tack on extra cash to your winning wager. It's college hoopla time, and the action is even more wild when you add some serious fuel to your parlay bets. Log into your account or download the app and experience March matchups like never before with parlay boost tokens only at BetMGM. Opt-in required. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Our connections make powerful things happen, uniting individuals and communities. We are Rotary. We are people of action. And together, we turn great ideas into reality by accessing our networks, our experience, and the best of ourselves to make a difference. Around the world, Rotary brings leaders together to build new friendships and to solve problems. Like in Austria, where generations work side by side to build sustainable housing and community centers. In India, volunteers run a mobile blood bank to help provide a steady blood supply for their local community. And in Taiwan, people are working hard to get vulnerable citizens the support and services they need. With over one million members, we know what people can do when they come together. Take action with us. Find out more at rotary.org slash action. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. 
then spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. TickSuck.org. With so many roofing companies in the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make that decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after the job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Fan listeners, Alliance Exteriors has an exclusive offer for you. Mention this ad for a $3,000 rebate on your roof. Hurry, spring and summer spots filling up quickly. Call Alliance Exteriors today, 908-5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website, AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Book with your VIP offer now to save $3,000 off the last roof you will ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors, your partners for life. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shotland on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports Saturday morning. I'm Justin Kenny in for Jim Shovlin. Here till 10 o'clock talking a lot of basketball. There's a team with a, with a big game on the schedule today. It's out in Kansas City, in Missouri, as the University of St. Francis Cougars face a crossroads foe in Bethel in the Elite Eight of the National Championships in the NAIA. To talk all about it and more is Mr. Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director of St. Francis. Mike, how are you? I'm good, Justin. How are you, my friend? We're doing great. I know you're in the uh, sunny, warm confines of Kansas City, or at least hopefully it's sunny out there. <laughs> the but, hotel room is warm. <laughs> but, hey, it's, it's a good trip to make because that means you guys are uh, still in contention to win a national championship. Yeah, no question. I mean, we, uh, you know, we started this trip last Wednesday. Uh, leaving campus and heading to Wichita. Uh, went to Wichita and, and sat and watched two teams play on Friday, and, and we ended up playing the winner, who ended up being Benedictine on, on Saturday. Uh, got a win out there, which put us in a, in a position to come out here to Kansas City for the final 16 site, the first time this has uh, been this way when since they've combined both divisions in NAIA basketball. So, you know, we're excited just to get here and then be a part of this kind of historic um, event for the NAIA and so rather than go all the way back to Fort Wayne, hang out for 24 hours, and then leave for Kansas City, we went right from Wichita to Kansas City. So we got here Monday and then sat and waited and, and played Thursday. So it's, you know, it felt like we were sitting there for a while waiting to get this these games in. And now here we are sitting in the Elite Eight. I uh, got a, a big win the other day over Stillman College. And now we're going to play someone who's pretty familiar to us. We were going to play one of our foes either way because of the way the bracket shook out. Bethel played Indiana Wesley and um, Thursday night after us. And so we knew we were going to play a crossroads league team. And, and Bethel ended up pulling off probably the, the upset of this tournament out here and, and shocked everybody and knocked off the Wildcats. So we're going to go against a team that uh, that we know pretty well and we split with this year. And, and we're going to be fighting and, and going tooth and nail to try to get to this final four here on Tuesday. So I know. 
you know, the guys have been great. Uh, it's been it's been fun to be here with them. Uh, we've had four COVID tests in ten days. Uh, we've been cleared through all of them. Knock on wood. Uh, we would have one more tomorrow if we make it. But yeah, just just to you know, kind of see this team and, and see them grow and see them come together, and then what they do on the court uh, the last month or so has just been awesome. So uh, I know I know they're ready. I know they're hungry, and they didn't really care who we played. But uh, but we're going to go ahead and, and give it a run today and try to try to knock off the Pilots. Now, Mike, you mentioned, you know, started in Wichita, came to Kansas City. It, will that be a regular thing now going forward with, as you say, the divisions being consolidated, or is that like a COVID-only type situation? No, it was really just a location thing. I mean, like I said, if we were in, you know, if we were in Marion, Indiana, playing in that bracket, obviously we would have stayed in Fort Wayne and then came out to Kansas City. Just the fact that we were in Wichita, and it would have been a 13-hour drive back to Fort Wayne on maybe Sunday, then we would have had to turn around and be out here by Tuesday. It just didn't make sense to go all the way back to Fort Wayne. So we just came right here. Normally, I think most people would, you know, go back to their uh, hometown in between the two. They will always have an opening round and they will always have a final site. Uh, so what that looks like, whether they go to 32 teams at some point or they keep it at 16 and just add another team to the opening site, I think that's still to be determined. The COVID part was that they reduced the fields from 64 to 48. So that made it 16 opening round sites and one person from each uh, site ended up going. So uh, it's been a neat format. Uh, the you know the seating was predetermined, so it's not like they put the crossroads league teams all in one to try to have us knock each other out. That's just the way the the seating fell after the first opening round game. So uh, like I said, it's it's been a unique one for all of us. But uh, the guys have had a chance to bond and 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 hang together and really get to know each other. But at the end of the day, they're out here for business and out here to get some wins. Yeah, you mentioned that win over Stillman College. Trailed by as many as seven in the first half. Antoine Cushenberry coming up big, 28 points. You guys win in 87 to 82. And, uh, you know, just being able to, to, to come back and perform it. And your guys, you, you and your best players are playing their best basketball. I mean, I feel like that's, that's an indication that you're peaking at the right time. And with Cushenberry's play, I mean, that's, uh, that's example A, I feel. Yeah, he's, he's the heart and soul of this team. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, obviously I knew that, but. But to be with these guys, and the reason I came here is, is because, you know, I could have drove here and just watched the games, but <clears throat> due to the COVID protocols, I wouldn't have been able to be with my team. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to be with the coaches, and then I would have been putting them at risk if I had come from kind of outside. So, you know, and unfortunately, I haven't seen my family in 11 days, uh, but they know why I'm here, and then they know why we're doing it. And so, but Cush is, Cush is what he is. He is. He is the heart and soul. He will fight you tooth and nail. Um, all the NAI people out here were talking to us yesterday. They're like, man, that kid's unreal, and he just doesn't give up. And, you know, he keeps his players accountable and his teammates. And when we were starting to slouch a little bit there in the first half, he kept us going. And then at the end of the game, him and Jalen really just took over um, and, and got to the bucket like, like they normally do. But Stillman was long, and they were athletic, and they were good. Um, it took us a while to, to wear him down, and we got some big rebounds at the end. David Edger came up with a big rebound. Um, Jeff Reynolds got a big rebound, and then Jalen and Cush did their thing and hit some free throws down the stretch and knocked off a, a really, really good team. So we're we're fortunate to be where we're at. And you mentioned, you know, the the foe coming up today in Bethel. They knock off uh, Indiana Wesleyan in an upset to to get here, and they're led by a familiar uh, face, familiar name, Trevion Cruz, who went to Northside and, and was so good there, um, an All American in the NAIA level. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. It's good to see these kids, and I know you know when you face them, it's a little bit different. But see these local kids succeed with the Crossroads League programs as well. So it probably has to be a little bit of pride there. 
Oh, there's no question. I mean, I've been talking up Trevion Cruz since I got to Kansas City, and I've been telling everybody, hey, wait till you see this kid, because, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been watching him for four years now, and he's, for my money, him and Antoine Cushingberry are the two best guards out here. Um, and, and at any moment, they can they can lead their team to victory. And what Cruz did against Wesleyan was was what he does. We've seen it too many times in our gym. Uh, we've seen it at Bethel. He is lights out, uh, one of the best pure players that, that you've got in the NAIA. So we've got our hands full, but, you know, we feel good. The last time we played him up at their place, we, we kind of held him in check a little bit. And I know if anybody's up to the challenge, it's Cush, and, and he's going to be up in him and, and trying to prevent him from – taking this game over um, and if we can keep them in check and all our guys can keep doing what they've been doing and playing great defense like we have uh we'll, we'll definitely have a shot mike it's a it's a three o'clock start our time two o'clock out there correct yes sir yep. okay any any place that anybody can uh, listen or watch online yeah naianetwork.org is is where they're streaming all of the games i think it's a ten dollar fee for for each game so you can go on and, and watch it and uh, no radio or anything like that out here, but the NAI does a good job of streaming these games, so they'll have all the games on. Uh, there's four games today. The final eight teams are going to get after it and then knock it down to four for Tuesday and then, or for Monday, then a championship game on Tuesday. Uh, so hopefully we get through today and then we can take a day off and, and hopefully put our position to be part of a pretty historic moment out here in Kansas City. Mike, the men's basketball program will not play Indiana Wesleyan, but the football program will today in Marion. Uh, already a, a budding rivalry for, for sure in just a few short years on the, on the gridiron. Uh, team trying to bounce back from a loss last week at Concordia. So what should we expect uh, today in Marion at high noon? Well, they're going to be ready. Uh, and I think it's a 1 o'clock kickoff. I okay. think our, our website may have been off, but there, it is a 1 o'clock kickoff your time, uh, which is great for us out here in Kansas City because that means it's noon and I can watch it before our, our <laughs> basketball game starts at 2 o'clock. So, no, look, hey, Wesleyan, uh, we know Indiana Wesleyan, their program. We knew when they started football it wasn't going to take long for them to be very competitive, and they're there. Uh, <clears throat> have won some games, have lost some close games. But, uh, you know, we're beat up and, and undermanned and was talking to Coach Donnelly and, you know, we're, we've got some kids playing with broken hands. We've got some offensive linemen that are out. We've got a freshman getting ready to make his first start today. But, uh, you know, th- this is what it's all about. I mean, we're in a short season, a condensed season. Every game means so much more than it normally would. We don't have ten games. We've only got six. So we've got to we've got to take care of business, and they're going to be ready. And I, I, obviously, we will. We've got the best coach in the country, so I know the boys will be jacked up and ready to go. But. Uh, it's going to be a, a dogfight, and it's going to be intense, and, and our our team's going to be ready. Uh, but Indiana Wesleyan has certainly put themselves on the map in a very short time, as you said, and, and we knew that was coming. So there's no surprises there. We're gonna we're gonna make sure we go down and give them the best effort we can. Mike, before we let you go, let's touch on some spring sports, softball and baseball. Baseball has Grace College, I believe, today out of WBA, World Baseball Academy. And, you know, for, for all the complaining we're doing, it, it hasn't been too bad weather-wise uh, the last couple yep. weeks. So uh, how are the Cougs doing in the spring? Well, our baseball team is playing pretty well. We're coming off uh, last week. We took three out of four from Spring Arbor. Um, actually won three in one day because we had a continuation from the day before. Uh, softball got a big sweep over Huntington to start their conference season. Uh, as you said, yeah, weather has been great, so we don't get that all the time. So we're certainly taking advantage of it and playing as many games as we can. And, you know, you think about a year ago when these kids were being told they couldn't play again. And, and to be where we are now and just having an opportunity to compete is, is great for them. And 
having the success is on top of that is certainly keeping them motivated to go. So, uh, yeah, we're going to try to keep the train rolling all over the place and a lot of action going on, a lot of Cougars playing, and, and I'm praying and then hoping for all of them today. And although I'm far away here in Kansas City with one of them, my, my heart is with each one of them that are on campus or at Indiana Wesleyan or, or out here. So it's a, it's a fun time to be a Cougar, and, and we're going to keep trying to roll and keep trying to keep these games going. All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate the time. I know you got a, a breakfast buffet, I'm sure, to hit up before you got a big day of basketball to watch. <laughs> we've, got, so. we've got a game day routine. I'll just leave it that way. <laughs> all right, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll all be thinking of the Cougs here this weekend. Hopefully, uh, you know, you come home with some hardware, but man. Justin, I appreciate the time, man, and uh, be safe back there in Fort Wayne. Look forward to talking to you again. All right, boss. Take care. Thanks. That was Mike McCaffrey. Sport or athletic director of the University of St. Francis out at uh, Kansas City as the men's basketball program, the Cougars, prepare for an Elite Eight game today against Bethel. It will be a 3 o'clock tip-off our time, 2 o'clock out there. Again, you can watch on the NAIA website as the Cougars try to advance to the Final Four and potentially uh, bring home a championship, just a couple more wins and the Cougars can make it happen. we got plenty more to get to here in the second half hour talking sports this morning. We're going to take a break, come back. Mike Nutter, we'll talk some Tin Caps baseball. We'll talk about the college and high school series coming up out at Parkview Field and plenty of promotions to talk about as well. We'll also touch on those semi-state games that will be broadcast later today on 1380, 100.9 FM. Brett Rump will bring you the action. First up, Blackford and Blackhawk Christian at Elkhart at 1 o'clock, followed by Leo, South Bend, St. Joe, 4 o'clock, also at Elkhart. A win gets either of those teams to the state championship round, which will be held in two weeks down in Indianapolis. So plenty of basketball coming up today. We'll be building around uh, the NCAA tournament as well. A lot to get to here in the next 25 minutes. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Talking Sports, 1380 AM, 100.9 FM. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. I've used Gibson's once for heating and once for plumbing now. From the schedulers to the technicians, everyone has been professional, personable, and upfront with pricing and expectations. There is no sense of pressure, and they explain everything thoroughly. Absolutely have a loyal customer. Your independent American Standard heating and air conditioning dealer, Gibson'sHeating.com. These are the sounds of a dinner, but not just any dinner, a dinner that almost didn't happen because without food, it can't. A dinner now served thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations to the COVID-19 Relief Fund are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Your help is needed now more than ever, and every dollar makes a difference. That's feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. On behalf of Feeding America and families nationwide, thank you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Thanks Strong. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. 
Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals, because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Ice cream. All the ice cream in my house, in the world, and most of my stuffed animals. My video games and, um, my phone. What would you give for your freedom? Would you give your eyesight? Would you give ever seeing the sunset again? Would you give the ability to see your children's future? Thousands of brave men and women who served in the United States Armed Forces have given their eyesight in defense of our freedom. And the Blinded Veterans Association wants to give them their freedom back, but it needs your help. Go to BVA.org to find out about how BVA's free programs and services, advocacy, education, peer support, scholarships, and more help America's heroes to not just deal with the emotional and physical issues of sudden sight loss or impairment, but actually work to get them back to the independent lives they deserve to live. Go to BVA.org to find out how you can make a difference. They fought for your independence. And by going to BVA.org, you can find out how to help these veterans regain theirs. Go to BVA.org. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports. I'm Justin Kenny in for Jim Shovlin. We're 38 minutes through the show and no FCC violations thus far. We'll keep it going, hopefully, for the next 22 minutes. I know I don't have to worry about our next guest. It's it's all on me to to keep it uh, keep it clean here on Talking Sports. But uh, a lot of uh, excitement for the Tin Caps as, as we hopefully get to, to quote-unquote normalcy or some form uh, this spring and summer with the Tin Caps. And one part of that is, of course, the annual high school and college series out of Parkview Field. And we're going to talk about that and more with our friend Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, who's on with us right now. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. It's great to have you. great to be on with you. Yeah, for sure. It's a sunny day. Uh, we've had a lot of these lately, so I know with 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 you with kids in baseball, it's been uh, it's been okay, been a little chilly, but it, it sure as heck could be worse. No question. You know, uh, my son is a junior at Homestead, and they had tryouts this past week, and I think they got outside for two of the four days, and one of the seniors told him he didn't remember ever being out for any of the tryout days outside, and to get a couple of them this past week was great, and then downtown at Parkview. Uh, the field is starting to green up. It's going to be warm enough soon where we can start putting coats of paint on things. And although the caps aren't back till May 4th, and we have a lot of stuff going on with uh, all kinds of games and all kinds of teams with uh, high schools and colleges at all level, and we are so excited to be able to welcome people back to the ballpark and really get more high school and college kids than ever out there in one year. Absolutely. A record number of high school and college baseball games set to be played at Parkview Field this April 2nd through the 29th. 46 different schools, 29 total games. Um, how did this come together and what made you and the Tin Cap staff say, hey, let's 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 go. Let's let's get a record number of teams out here. 
so you know we were we knew that we would probably be delayed to start when we first started planning this then it became very clear that hey it's going to be sometime in may and again we're still shooting for may 4th that schedule's out there but we thought this would be the one chance you know we've always had a great series of of pri- primarily high school games We've got to do a couple days, and then the Caps are back in town, and then maybe a couple days, things like that. And so, you know, now we're really given the entire month. We're actually probably pushing the envelope a little bit. We could stand it to keep warming up, you know, for the field and things like that. But 46 schools is huge. It starts with Division One with PFW against Northern Kentucky for a doubleheader and a single game. And then, again, it is literally and figuratively all over the map with high schools and colleges at all levels, at all sizes, all those kinds of things. Michael Limmer on our staff started with a master schedule of high school games, and so we went to a lot of schools saying, uh, I'm just pulling one out of the hat on the schedule here, hey, Northrop and Wayne, that game was probably already scheduled, so we approached both and said, would you move that downtown? Uh, Justin, coaches were great. Athletic directors were great. Uh, you know, we want to get some uh, people back into the ballpark. We want to fire up the concessions and the restrooms and a lot of things like that because it's been 19 months since we played baseball on that award-winning field. Um, and then we also wanted to not make it, certainly didn't want to be perceived, but perception and reality, as you know, from social media can sometimes <laughs> be a little different. And so we went out to these schools and said, it would be our plan that you guys can play here for free. If you can meet a very minimum number of tickets sold, so we do want them to buy in and promote it around school and on social media, that they would be able to play there for free. We would sell tickets for 6 bucks. Uh, we would keep that ticket money to help us pay for staffing and different things like that. But hopefully we're going to play all these games at no cost to one school and to get them out there. Uh, we're very excited. Of course, I heard from a couple schools that, you know, well, why aren't we on there? Which, again, is normal, and I understand that. You know, without getting into too much detail, a few of the people that they asked us about, we did offer opportunities, but it just didn't fit within the schedule. And we certainly understand that, especially at the collegiate level. There were a couple teams that did not want to give up home games for the home field advantage when they're playing for a championship or for the revenue. Like, we totally respect that. But that is a lot of games. That's a lot of teams with, 46 different schools, and so really, really exciting for us. Yeah, and looking at the schedule, Mike, it's tremendous because it's not, it's not, you know, Parfue Field is not just a Fort Wayne gem, it's a regional gem, and that's reflected on the schedule. You got, you know, Warsaw Plymouth uh, coming in, you got Northfield Eastbrook, so this is not, you know, Wabash, Mississippi, this is not just a Fort Wayne, Allen County uh, kind of schedule. You're bringing regional teams in that can really uh, enjoy the experience of Parfue Field. Absolutely, and we've loaded it so heavy that, unfortunately, if there are rainouts and things, you know, we're not sure we'll be able to get them back out because, as you look at this thing, it's literally <laughs> at three, four, five days a week in some instances. You know us. I mean, we, we, we learn from stuff that we do. You know, if we're able to do this again, albeit hopefully not because of a delayed season or a pandemic, you know, we probably could have reached out to our friends just across the Ohio line, actually, where I grew up. It just, we didn't. We didn't think about it. It didn't come across. We haven't heard any negativity. But when I look at some of the teams that are just over the line in places that we draw from, maybe as far as defiance, but there's even some closer than that, that we would hope to add them next time. Because, again, like you said, Fort Wayne's uh, finest, 
but we draw from Allen County and all the surrounding counties. And in the state of Ohio, just across the line, we do pretty well as well. So we're excited. The, re- the response from these schools has been amazing. Some of the schools that I know of kept it quiet until their tryouts were done so they could reward the guys. Hey, not only did you make the team, but in the case of like uh, Angola, Whitco, Busco, Manchester, hey, not only did you make it, but you're a part of a doubleheader Saturday, April 24th. And so pretty cool stuff. We're glad that we're able to do it for the community um, as a segue to us to then get back into Caps baseball because that'll be here soon enough with 60 games. And we announced again, I think it's, it's a good starting point for us to come back. And looking at the schedule, Mike, and so let's, let's move on to that being released on the 17th, at least with the, with the game times. Man, very, very regimented. Every Monday, you're off. You know, you have six-day um, you know, you know, six homestands, and then you're on the road for six. Sometimes homestands are a little longer, but, man, it is very, very set up to be routine, routine, routine in terms of how you approach the schedule. Absolutely, and I think a lot of that is COVID-based, and so... Uh Major League Baseball did the schedule for the first time this year, and they're going to do it for the foreseeable future. I've retired my hat as the head of the (laughs) Midwest League Schedule Committee. Uh, We love the Monday day off. The players are going to love it. I know the the Padres love it. The staff loves it. You know, two of those instances where we have 12 home games in 13 days will be a test on the body just because, you know, we missed a year, too. And so... um, we're excited about it. You know, we, we feed, so feedback, I love this forum with you and Jim because, you know, you can answer stuff a little longer than sometimes 120 characters. So I heard from a fan that's a great fan that said, hey, man, I'm a big Cardinal fan. Where are the Peoria Chiefs? With the COVID, with the bubble aspect, there's only one true Western Division opponent coming over. That's the Cedar Rapids uh, Colonels. They're a Twins affiliate. So that'll be fun to have them in. But the most of this schedule is the Eastern Division because they want people playing each other, and heaven forbid, but we've seen outbreaks in every sport and everybody that's tried this. You know, you just want to minimize that as much as possible. We heard some feedback this week of, hey, where are those kids' days? Well, normally we would do them in April, and when we reached out to the school districts, day camps, daycares, they said, absolutely not. Can we commit to anything now? Maybe down the road? Sure. And so that's why folks won't see the typical midweek day games uh, that we've had before. And, and again, the fireworks, you know, I think we've led the United States in terms of minor league baseball for about 12 years in a row that we've been down at Parkview Field. But, you know, with the capacity, we have, we've not released capacity. We believe capacity is going to be similar to our friends with the Comets, right around 3,000 or so to start. Hopefully that improves throughout until social distancing changes. You know, that number is probably not going to change much for us. But there wasn't a reason to do 31 fireworks shows with that kind of capacity. We don't say this with any arrogance, but we say that we have the best fans around. And so we probably could have done none and still drawn the same amount of fans. But we didn't want to change the show up totally. And so, you know, somebody reached out with a text and said, we always love Sunday autograph days. So we didn't see those on your promotional schedule. And, you know, and I told them. Right now, Major League Baseball is not allowing autographs. I think people understand why, you know, but, you know, that's the reason why that one's not on there. Again, is that back at in 2022? Is it back before then if all the players would get, back, would get vaccines? We'll just have to wait on some of the stuff. But we're excited about, you know, our Monday U.S. Foods Family Feast has now become a $2 Tuesday by the same sponsor. 
and paws and claws with bring your dog or cat on Wednesdays and white claw, you know, on discount in our typical Thursday, Thursday. I mean, just to try and have fun with the stuff. Somebody reached out again and said, what about national entertainment? I see your friends, you know, Bird Zerk and Superstars, and those guys are not on there. You know, right now we're uh, operating that on-field promotions, at least through the month of May, will not occur. The good news for us is one of the best video boards in the country and a booming sound system. So it'll still be fun to come to games. It'll just look a little different when we've explained it to people. They've all been so awesome. It's like, hey, man, we don't care about different. We just want to get out to a Cats game, have a cold beer, eat a hot dog, and get back out again as the return to normal. It's not normal yet, but hopefully we're on our way. Mike, I have to feel as great as your promotion department is, those Mondays can be tough sells. And and with those not being any games on there, I have to feel maybe a little bit of sigh of relief because it can be difficult to get fans out on those Monday nights. Absolutely. You know, if somebody's going to say what night of the week would you give away? <laughs> well, you know, to MLB's credit, you know, they let our league pick. And so I started the politicking, the campaigning, 30 seconds after they told us that they could pick, that we could pick as a league. And I just emailed the other general managers, the men and women that run the teams in the Midwest League, and just said, hey, we'll go first. You know, we're not trying to dominate the thing, but if we give away me. A lot of people talk Monday or Tuesday, but when you pick Monday, 90-some percent of the Sunday games around this league. Ours are all at 105. I think all the ones that we play on the road are at 105, except maybe the night before Labor Day, or excuse me, Memorial Day. And so it also gives the guys a chance to get home, and you're not coming home at 5 o'clock in the morning. We have great travel. Our friends in Bowling Green are no longer in our league. Fortunately for them, they're still in a affiliated league. But my point is, take any of our typical opponents, and we're playing at 1 o'clock on the road. The game's over at 4 or 5. The boys are back in the Summit City at 8, 9, 10 o'clock. It's great for safety. It's great for Major League Baseball's new commitment to player wellness and paying these guys more and better work conditions, which, again, at our ballpark hasn't been an issue. But there's some really good stuff happening, and and uh, May 4th we'll get it going. But, again, like we talked about before, starting here in just a couple of weeks, CFW in northern Kentucky are going to kick off the college and high school. So there's a lot to be excited about. Then the last thing I had – you know, as we are hiring, it's a place for high school kids' first jobs, for college kids coming back from home, for retirees. Uh, and if anybody wants more information, it's all at tincaps.com. Awesome. Hey, Mike, I appreciate the time, buddy. It's uh, We're getting closer, my man. I mean, We're uh, getting closer. Right? I feel like it's been a lot longer <laughs> than it's been of the break, and I can't wait to see everybody and. Maybe we can talk Chevy into doing this thing live someday when it's about 95 degrees in the heart of the summer out there and nobody will complain that it's too hot to do the live show or something like that. Absolutely. Thanks for all the promotion from you, my friend. This show is so great for the Tin Caps. We appreciate it. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you. Thank you. That was Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, joining us here on Talking Sports, talking the college and high school series coming up in April, just a few weeks away. Uh, a full schedule of games can be found at tincaps.com. So if your favorite high school, college team in the area is playing out at Parkview Field, make sure to get out there and enjoy the sun and enjoy a ballpark for the first time in, in quite some time for sure. We're going to take a final break of the show. We'll touch on the semi-state games coming up later today here on 1380 with Brett Rump. You're listening to Talking Sports, 1380 AM, 100.9 FM. 
Have you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. The Chicago White Sox play here. Hi, this is Len Casper, the new voice of the Sox. Join Darren Jackson and me as we bring you the action with Hall of Fame manager Tony La Russa, reigning AL MVP Jose Abreu, and some of the most exciting young talent in baseball. This season will be one to remember, and you can hear the White Sox exclusively on this station. Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Get the latest knife info from the area's premium knife shop. Follow Blademan's on Facebook and Instagram today and get the latest on what's happening at Blademan's Knife Shop at the shops of Scott Road. Blademan's is the area's authorized dealer for Benchmade, Protech, Microtech, Spyderco, Pogue, Medford, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance Knives, and more. Before you experience the world-class quality in store, see fresh inventory updates at Blademan's Facebook page. Maybe it'll be Microtech Monday or Tactical Tuesday, even Flashlight Friday. Could it be a nine-line weekend? You never know. Follow along and find out. Some inventory, unique colors, and new styles only stay in stock for a day or two. So, be in the know and upgrade your knife collection the smart way. Follow Blademan's today. As always, 10% discount for police and military and on-site sharpening service. Join the community of premium blade buffs at the Blademan's Facebook and Instagram today. Dr. Walker, a pediatrician in Gary, received the COVID-19 vaccine in January. This vaccine represents hope to me. At least now I can see it in people's eyes that there's a sense that this is the beginning of the end. So I've taken the vaccine, I've had two doses, and I've done extremely well, and I feel good about it, and so I would encourage people to do the same. The vaccination is here, safe, and effective. It's Our Shot, Hoosiers. To see if you are eligible, visit OurShot.in.gov or call 211. A message from the Indiana Department of Health. Now back to... Talking sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports to Rapper's Delight. Our final couple minutes here on a Saturday morning. Before we let you go, some big games coming up later today here on 1380 AM, 100.9 FM from Elkhart's Northside Gym. It will be the 2A North Semi-State, Blackhawk Christian and Blackford. And it'll be the 3A North Semi-State between Leo and South Bend St. Joe. Looking at these games real quick, it, it I mean, Blackford is known as the you know, Luke Brown's team for the last several years, depending on today and, and, and the state championship. If he gets there, he can end up as the state's number two all-time leading scorer. Uh, he's going to Stetson. He averages over 31 points per game. He has unlimited range. The kid is uh, is capable of crossing the timeline and pulling up and making a three. He has unlimited range. 
unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be enough today. I think, you know, I think Blackhawk Christian can let him get his 40 or 45 and still win this game by double digits. While Luke Brown can fill up the bucket, I don't think Blackford has anybody that can match up with Caleb first double doubles in, in 24 games this season held Cherbusco senior Landon Jordan just a single point last week in the regional semis. Uh, so good luck for Blackford competing uh, and trying to shut down Caleb first. You add Zane Burke to the equation, and I think this Blackhawk Christian team has too much. The only hope I feel for Blackford is if Blackhawk Christian is off shooting. Uh, the Braves 0, and 6, 0 for 16 when they lost that game in the regular season to Homestead. Maybe they have another off game. I, I think that's the that's the uh, the only hope, uh, in my opinion, for Blackford. Of course, Blackford making their first ever semi-state appearance. So congratulations to the Bruins for sure. But I think that run ends today. That game tips off at one o'clock again from Elkhart's Northside Gym. The second game at four o'clock, Leo and South Bend St. Joe. Uh, you look at uh, at at uh, Blake Davidson for Leo, and I think he could be that key player to really you know make this offense go for the Lions. They are in their first ever semi-state game, uh, winning their first regional championship uh, last week in dramatic fashion. Uh, J.R. Kodieski for South Bend St. Joe, one of the best scorers in the state at 28 point ga- 28 per game. I think he's going to Notre Dame um, on a scholarship. Six foot seven. He's difficult to continue. When you look at Leo's chances, you look at those big guys in the post. When you look at Zach Troyer and DJ Allen, uh, six, 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 seven guys, they could be the difference today against South Bend State. Show it's difficult to go Leo in this matchup. So I think the Lions can pull it off if a lot of things go right. But in the end, I feel South Bend St. Joe is too much. I think this is a lower scoring game. I think, uh, you know, in the 50s, maybe first team to 60 wins this one, but uh, should be two sensational matchups this afternoon at Elkhart. A one o'clock tip again for Blackhawk Christian Blackford. Four o'clock, Leo and South Bend St. Joe. Both games can be heard right here on 1380 AM, 100.9. FM. That's going to do us here on a Saturday morning. Thanks to everybody who tuned in and listened to us over the last hour. Thank you to Dan Vance, Media Relations Manager of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Mike McCaffrey, President President, Athletic Director of the University of St. Francis. And then Mike Nutter, President of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. That's going to do it for us. Everybody, enjoy the day of basketball, whether it's high school, whether it's college, whether it's pro. It's March in Indiana. Enjoy it. Have a great day. Enjoy the sun. We'll talk to you next week. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.